in your seats. Um, um, I believe that this word is going to set some people free. I believe that when, um, when we put our whole heart into seeking his face, that God responds and that um, he leads us. And uh, I'm going to start by reading a scripture and then I'm going to pray. Uh, but this is a, a scripture that is, um, is meant for each one of us. And I'm reading Isaiah 41, uh, half part of verse 9 and then verse 10. It says, I have chosen you and not rejected you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. And surely, yes, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love this scripture because it it reminds us that God is the ancient of days. That he was there from the very beginning to this present moment. And that when we read the word, it's not just, like I said, it's not just words on a page, but he's actually speaking us today at this moment. Amen? And so let's just begin in prayer. Holy Spirit, I ask you for your help. I ask that you would take over, that you would flow through me, that it is your power. It's not my strength, it's not my ability to speak, but it's your power, it's your spirit that enables us to hear from you. And so I ask you, Lord, that you would help me to speak clearly, spiritually speaking, to to speak clearly, God. That as we are hungry for you, that you would begin to stir up our hearts And that you would remind us that you are not just a God of yesterday, but you are a God of today and forevermore. That you are the ancient of days. That you are the God who has seen it all, has been through it all. Time and time again, you have never failed us. You even remind us, you remind us that, you remind us that you would never leave us And you would never abandon us, that you would be with us to the end of the age. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We just give you praise. We thank you, God, for what you are doing today. God, we ask that you would that you would speak to us. That we would hear from you. It's not how loud I speak. It's not how passionate I am, but it's, it's your spirit cutting through the marrow of our heart. It's your spirit. And so I ask that you would take over. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to be focusing on is prayer. And um, the way I want to start this is that... that uh, Recently, we've been, we've been seeing, you know, the effects of, of our, our country being shaken. 
We've been seeing the effects of, you know, the coronavirus out, out of hand. And there's a lot of fear in, in the air. And it's, it's tangible. And, and it's, you know, some people are traveling. And uh, if you're wondering where Jen is, she's traveling. And, um, and so there's a lot of a fear in, in the air. And so even though the world is experiencing a shaking we don't have anything to fear. Because if we're, if we're thinking from eternity in, in the forefront of our mind, God's economy isn't shaken yet. And so when we find our, our, ourselves in a place of fear or, or at opposition or, or uh, trying to divide people... Um, um, The truth is, is that when we draw near to God, God's peace fights the strongest battles. His peace passes all understanding. And so how do we walk this out? How do we walk day by day? and, and it says in Philippians 4, 6, and I'm reading out of the, pan, the Passion Translation. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. Be covered throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Jazz was sharing when she was, when she was uh, singing that thankfulness is our dialect. Thankfulness is our dialect. And so with thanksgiving, we make our requests made known to God. That's what prayer is. It's, is God already know, knows what's on our heart. And, and then we make it plain in front of him. And then we ask him, God, we need your help here. We need your help. And we ask you, Lord, that you will give us a peace that passes all understanding. And so when we pray with eternity in mind, God's peace will guide us. God's peace will lead us. I'm going to go off my notes, uh, go a different direction, and um, I'm going to continue that passage. It says... Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So so we can't go any further than where we start with Christ. So when we make our requests known to Him, His peace transcends. He, He... he doesn't allow, it actually guards us. It's like a shield that guards us. Where, where does it all begin? When we read in Hebrews um, 11, verse 6. 
Again, I'm going off my notes, so if you have a Bible, I would open it. And it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. So when we read in Genesis, there's no introduction to knowing God. He, he expects you to come with no unbelief and believe that he is God. And, and God brings us to that place. That's where it begins. And that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. He is a rewarder. He unpacks things for those who seek him. What does that mean to seek? It means to, to chase after him. It means to run after him. It means to, to practice. It means to, to seek him with our whole heart. And so as we are believing, one, that he exists, we're also believing that he's going to reward us in this passage with peace, to guard us, to shield us from the fear of this world. Even when the shaking is going on, God's kingdom doesn't shake. God's kingdom doesn't shake. And so he says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. He, he doesn't want you to be a styrofoam cup blowing in the wind. He doesn't want you to go to and fro. He wants you to come and believe that he exists and that he will reward you with peace that passes all understanding. That's your reward. That's your promise today. That when you seek him, he will be your peace. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all the authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind Philippians 4, verse 8 in the Passion Translation, and fasten your thoughts. Take a hammer with your thoughts and nail it to the cross. Nail your thoughts to the cross. Nail your thoughts to what he's done. He, he brings us as we are, and then he transforms us. We don't stay where we are. We continue to move on. But it starts with, we believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so I'm going to be reading from James today, James chapter 5. And this is some confrontational scripture. But he's doing it so that we have eternity in mind. That eternity is at the forefront of our minds. Because he doesn't want us to, to, to get complacent. He doesn't want us to uh, fizzle out. He, he, he doesn't want it to just be emotion. Faith is sturdy. Faith is reliable. Faith is, uh, is trusting in his word. It's trusting that his, his spirit, when we, when we speak out his word, that it brings breakthrough. And so, James chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Look here, 
You rich people. James is talking to all these Jewish Christians and they're, they're very materialistic. And he says, weep and groan with anguish because all the terrible troubles ahead of you. Your wealth is rotting away. Your fine clothes are moth-eaten rags. He wants us to be thinking about eternity. Your gold and your silver have become worthless. We know that gold and silver, those precious metals, they don't rot. They don't rust. They don't become worthless. But he's saying, he's saying something. The very wealth you are counting on will eat away your flesh like fire. This treasure you have accumulated will stand as evidence against you on the day of judgment. For listen, hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. The wages you have held back cry out against you. The cries of those who harvest your fields have reached the ears of the Lord of heaven's armies. Even though we may not think that God doesn't see, his angels are at work and they are watching what we do and they are just reporting to him. So we can't do anything in secret. Everything is laid before him. Verse 5, you have spent your years on earth in luxury, satisfying your every desire. You have fattened yourselves for the day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed innocent people who do not resist you. It says you have killed the, the righteous, but he, he doesn't resist you. Again, this is sobering scripture. Because James wants us to think with eternity at mind. He doesn't want us to be blinded. God doesn't want us to be blinded as we walk. He wants us to be guarded with his peace so that we are able to walk from generation and pass the baton to the next generation. He wants us to pass on his faith that he deposits to us in, in our generation. He wants us to have eternity in mind. Verse 7 through 11. Dear brothers and sisters, be patient. So it just flips. Be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmers who patiently wait for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Take courage, for the coming of the Lord is near. Now this scripture is about how God's Spirit has been poured out on all flesh. Jesus has come and his spirit has been poured out on us. And his spirit enables us to invade heavenly realms. So when we are praying, when we're reading scripture and we're speaking that out as we're reading it, 
God's words are invading our situation. And so when you're sitting at the desk and you have scripture on your computer and you begin to read it out, you're actually breaking ground as you read that, as you remind yourself that he is a God of generations, that he is a God from the very beginning to the very end. When you have scripture on your dashboard, when you have scripture all around you, it says in Deuteronomy that that we're to bind God's word on our hands and our feet. And, and really what this scripture is talking about, I believe it's chapter 3, verse 17. It's, it's talking about letting the word be saturated. Our prayer is God's word spoken out. And so he wants us to be steadfast in our prayers. And so what is that word steadfast mean? What does it mean to be perseverant? What does it mean to endure? It means to remain, to stay, to reside. It means persisting or enduring in spite of opposition. One dictionary says it's the capacity to continue to bear up under difficult circumstances. It's being able to endure. God is calling us to to pray with enduring prayer. Because he's training us to break new ground. When the Israelites um, exited Egypt, God didn't just give them the land. He, he took them step by step to, to break through so that they learned how to fight, how to prepare in his presence, how to reach out to him, how to pray, how to work together. He says in James 1, 2 through 4, but before I say that, the way that that applies is parents and grandparents He wants you to pray with your children. He wants you to, to like, even though it's awkward for them, maybe, because it's new to them, he wants you to break ground in their life. And he he wants you to start and pioneer the path of faith, which is to pray that God is above their situation. And the way that that works is like, uh, I remember uh, when I was going to the Christian school and, and, um, and my parents, before we took the bus to the, the Christian school, uh, uh, they would pray for us. They'd just lay hands on us and say, God, we just pray protection. We pray that God would lead you, give you wisdom, help you in school. Because I kind of, I had a, you know, I, I kind of had a learning disability. I, I, I I struggled in school. But then it, it, it transitioned. When I went to high school, we, he'd take us to, to school. My dad would take us to school, and I wouldn't get out of the car until I got prayed over. And so what you're doing is you're pioneering a path of faith. You're pioneering a path of that God is a strong tower from generation to generation. 
And there's no hiding in his presence. You have nothing to hide. And when you're open, when your children see that you're open about the things of God, it teaches them that, oh, I can, I can say anything to God. I can bring anything to God. And then his spirit begins to teach us to yield to him. It teaches us to, to pray to him with pure hands, holy hands, lifted high to him. It says in um, another scripture off 1 Timothy 2.8. Therefore I want men, the men, in every place to pray, lifting their holy hands without wrath and dissension, without doubt. And so it, as we teach our children to to lift up our hands and, and to pray to him, we're also teaching him that, that we, can't, um, we can't be two-faced. Um, we can't just be angry in our prayer. We can't... He, he wants us to love one another. And so when it says, um, without wrath and dissension... If, if we have something against our brother, we, we're called to go to them. Jesus teaches us that we need to go to them personally and, and work that out. When it says holy hands, it's, it's not this. It's not God, help me. It's, it's this God, I surrender it all. And, and when we begin to pray like that, God brings true healing in our life. That's why when we read in this chapter, um, James chapter 5, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man or woman can accomplish much. When, when we pray for, it, it says pray for them, not pray about them. So that means like we pray for them. So we're thinking, how can I pray for their best interest in mind? Because when we, when we see God, he moved with our best interest in mind. When he found us where we were, rebellious, wandering, Selfish, self-righteous, angry all the time. That's where he found me. Full of religion. No relationship. But then when we begin to pray for that person that we're hurt, we begin to pray that, that no weapons formed against that person would prosper that, we, that we, we begin to, like Jesus, he laid his life down for us. That's how he teaches us leadership is by serving and laying down our lives for one another in prayer. And when we, when we begin to pray like that, he actually, two things happen. We, we begin to love that person when we pray for them. 
But then it, what also happens is, is that we learn to um, hear that the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, Danny, I'm talking to you. Actually, it's your fault. And you need to go to that person and ask for forgiveness. And, and I had a situation like that where, where I just couldn't get something out of my mind. And I just, every time I thought of that person, I just, uh, I just couldn't be at peace. I wasn't at peace. And, and so I just had to go to that person. And, and I tried to fight it every step of the way. I tried. Maybe you're not saying that, God. Maybe that's the enemy. Maybe that's, uh, that, that's not you, Holy Spirit. But it was. It was him. He was, what he does when we pray is, is he's breaking us down. He's, he wants a humble heart before him. He wants a, a breaking, a crushing. When Jesus was in the, the Garden of Gethsemane, um, he was being crushed. He was... He was alone when he was trying to rely on somebody, when he was relying on his, his, uh, his executive team, when he was relying on the, the guys that were with him day in and day out. They couldn't be there for him. And so in that crushing, in that breaking down, Jesus does that so that, that when we're in that place, he can speak to that. Is that he's touched with our infirmities. He's, he's been there in that. So when we pray for others, when we pray for them, we begin to love them and we want no harm to come upon them. So let me wrap this up. Um, how do we pray for them? We pray for them by um, how God designed it, how he, how he built this concept that love is moving with their best interest in mind. So the Father sent his Son for us. So we're, we're praying for those with their best interest in mind. And we have to remember that when Jesus was persecuted, when, when he was put down, he didn't retaliate. So he knows when you're being unjustly treated, and, and he can fight for you. Let him fight for you. Let him take on the battle. Let him be the peace that guards you. Guards you f- from all the surrounding circumstances. Let him be your strong tower. Let his life be inside you. Nail, it says, nail your thoughts. To his ways. Nail your thoughts, it says, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Every time you wandered away, he brought you back. Every time, every time you went astray, he, through his sovereignty, he says, Come on, child, this way, follow me. Follow me. Let God lead you with his peace. Let him be your redeemer. Let him be your savior. Let him be what you fasten your life to. And that's what prayer is. It's it's you are fastening your life to him. You are saying, 
It's you, God, that I'm seeking. It's you. It's your word. Your, li- your words bring life to my life. And I, I'm, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to shrink back. I learned through the crushing that I don't want to go back. I want to love as you've loved me. I want to seek you. I want to pray for those. And so, I want to end with this thought that it says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude and tell Him every detail of your life. Don't hide. Come before Him and bring it out. We're supposed to, when we have something against our brother, we're, we're supposed to bring it to Jesus. And then God works that out. And then, and then we're, go, we're supposed to go to our brother or our sister. He wants us to live in harmony with one another. But he gives us the peace to guard our hearts. He will give you peace. He will help you and he will lead you as you pray and you bring your, your requests known to God. Let's, let's begin and pr- just pray right now. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that, um, that you showed up and um, you shared these things that you wanted us to hear. And we just ask you, God, that this week that we would run to you, that as we are faced with opposition, as we're faced with um, things that come against our circumstance, we ask you that your word would be like a strong tower, that as we speak it out, as we speak it out, that your word would bring breakthrough in our life. Lord, help us to fasten our thoughts to your ways. Help us to make our requests known to you. And we ask you, we ask you right now, we ask you right now that you would bring us that peace. If that's you, just say yes. Just loud enough that the Holy Spirit can hear it. Just say yes, Lord, that's me. That's me, I need it. And let him lead you with peace. Don't hide anything. Don't hide anything. Bring it all. Just lay it all out. All the the wrongs that were done to you. Let him lead you through it. Let him guide you. You're born again because you're an overcomer. He has made you an an overcomer and a conqueror through Christ. And so, Lord, I just thank you for your saints. I thank you, God, that you are bringing them into something new, that you have not forgotten them, and that even when we're in a season of crushing or success or or hardship, you are a God who is one who speaks from yesterday, today, and forever. You are the same. You haven't changed. You are with us wherever we go. We ask these things in your name, Jesus. Amen, Lord.